Hello and welcome to the Haiku P podcast, presented by me, Patricia. This is the second series of the podcast, and I've made some changes from series one. In this series, there are two podcasts a month, both of which will be released on Mondays. But in this series, the first podcast of the month will be a podcast looking at one particular aspect of Japanese short-form poetry, and will feature one or two of our community and their work on any topic of their choosing. So if you have haiku which are not on my submission topics for the year, submit them anyway, and perhaps you can be one of my featured poets. The second podcast of the month will be one which features haiku and senryu mainly written by you on a specific topic. I think I've decided on some challenging topics this year, and today I'm featuring one of them, the topic of sport, or sportku. I'm never sure what will wing its way to me when I challenge you to write these topics, but I'm never disappointed in the ways they are interpreted. This week, as well as hearing from some of our regular poets, we have some poets that are new to us. All of you are very welcome, and I thank you for submitting your work to us. First of all, though, let's start with some work that I've been reading in other publications. From the Bashu Ann Award, a poem by Ronald Tombega from the Philippines. Kid dribbles the ball. It's the most expensive pearl glued in his lone hands. And this from the Cattails Journal by Carol Ann Palomba from the US. Tai Chi at the pond, a white crane and I spread our wings. And from The Touch of a Moth, something from Bruce Ross. Tai Chi Studio, different coloured shoes on every shelf. Sticking with that theme, I'd like to go to Robert Horobin in the Orkneys in Scotland. Stand like a tree, white-capped winter waves beach themselves. Do you enjoy the alliteration as much as I do? This was inspired by a Qigong exercise, standing like a tree. I like to imagine Robert practicing this on the beach. The next one up is from me. Like Robert, I too practice Tai Chi and Qigong, although, if I'm honest, I'm not a great lover of Qigong. I know most people think of Tai Chi as a nice, gentle exercise, which of course it can be, I chose my teacher here in Switzerland because he thinks like the teacher in London who first taught me the short form. That is, that Tai Chi is a fighting exercise, one which could be quite handy if you need to defend yourself. Although, as he advises, not fighting is a much better solution. Anyway, here's my offering. Tai Chi class, fighting shadows together. Next up, we have Dick Bailey, our marathon runner from the US, and we have three poems from him. Poetic motion, suspended skaters floating, descending on point. Training for tomorrow, adding your whole heart and soul, reaching for the stars. And finally, 
one that surely comes from a very personal perspective. Embracing the pain approaching the final mile. Marathon effort. Patrick Stevens, our American expat in France, has, shall we say, at best an ambivalent attitude towards sport. I think you can tell from his first piece. Pushing all ahead, last again across the line, winning from behind. And his second piece makes me think of the game of rugby. My face in the mud, ref's whistle ringing in my ears, substitute for war? I can't help but wonder if games, especially team games, have become important to society as a replacement for warfare. Have you ever seen the New Zealand rugby team performing the hacker at the beginning of a game? If not, I'll put a link to YouTube if you'd like to take a look. So let's continue with a few more haiku written about ball games. First to perform is Veronica Hosking in Arizona in the US. She has cerebral palsy. And despite that, Veronica often astounds me with the amount of life she fits into her days. She asked me to remind people that March is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. There'll be details in the show notes. But here's her work. Pick up softball game, born with cerebral palsy, recess bench warmer. There's more than a touch of sabi in this one, don't you think? Now I'd like to introduce a new poet to the podcast, Gregory Finn, a Canadian. Outside of his day job in construction, He's a very creative type. Actually, maybe also in his construction work, I don't know. He plays in a band, writes haiku, preferring the traditional format, draws, paints, and recently started writing short stories. Writing haiku gives him the opportunity to focus on things that are normally overlooked because of time constraints, or to interpret things from a different perspective. So let's hear from Gregory. Nervous at the plate, here's the wind-up and the pitch. Soon my eye will swell. Gregory's next one reminds me of myself and the kids starting to ice skate when we came here to Switzerland. It wasn't really something we did in London. The nearest rink was miles away. All of us were unsteady on our feet. In later years, I used to watch my youngest sports-mad son and his friends playing street hockey on rollerblades and can really picture them in this next piece by Gregory. At hockey practice, my young, unsteady ankles fight to hold me up. Now let's hear from two poets who've written about one of my favourite spectator sports, football. Indeed, Coincidentally, my football team, Crystal Palace, a Premier League team in the UK, made it through to the quarter-finals of the FA Cup yesterday. It's left me feeling glad all over. If you want to know why, I'll put a YouTube clip. I was trying to write something about watching youngsters learning to play football, but then I received the next two poems within hours of one another, and I gave up. They express exactly what I was trying to say. The first is from Ernesto P. Santiago. 
first football match, up and down with the waves, the fisherman's boat. And from Roger Watson. Schoolboy football, everyone chasing the ball. Don't they make you smile? Professor R.K. Singh from India has written about two of my favourite pastimes. Here's the first. Crossing the shadows in the Indo-Pak match, the last ball. Cricket has been important for a great deal of my life. Perhaps from an English perspective, you'd get the same effect by changing line two. Crossing the shadows in the Aussie-England match, the last ball. That last ball, so often a tense time. Clad in swimsuit, her body in water sweeps waltzing ripples. Lovely. And now welcome to Norm Kecky, a new contributor to our podcast from California in the US. His primary employment is as a dental technician, but he's a freelance illustrator too, and if you'd like to see more of his work, I'll put the link on the show notes. But Norm's real passions are coffee, he's tasting his way around the world, and music. It was the lyrics of music that brought him to the world of haiku. He finds that writing haiku is somewhat akin to writing lyrics. He loves to write work that evokes emotion. So here's Norm's first piece of work for us. And I know he's writing more for next month's special podcast on the topic of music. Swimmers slice through waves. Seconds tick. Home team shoots. Whitecaps. Ricky Rivers introduces another sport to us. Motorsport. Engines begin. Burning rubber. Adrenaline. And also from him, another angle of looking at sport. And perhaps this next piece contains a hint of Sabi, a certain melancholy. Sweat-stained uniforms, rainfall washing away defeat. This next piece by Mani Shanmukham took me by surprise. You know, I don't think I've ever been in the situation that Mani describes. Have you? Watching spectators. Match between two teams everybody likes. Miniko Takahashi has also submitted a couple of pieces that gave me pause for thought. Let me read the first one to you. Baseball cap. Now a crown on anyone hiding inequality. I read this one several times. I couldn't work out whether Monika was making a comment on President Trump or a comment on the habits of both sexes these days in wearing baseball caps. So I asked her, and now I know the answer. But what do you think? Powder snow, allure of a forbidden area, skiing to death. Straight off the bat, this one reminded me of Michael Schumacher, the racing driver, although thankfully there's still a chance for his recovery. But later this little poem popped into my head as I was trying to sleep. That so often happens with work you submit to me. Now, as you know, I spend a lot of time in the mountains. And as I was thinking of this poem, news reports 
popped into my head about people dying whilst exercising in our mountains here. It struck me then how most reports are about non-native Swiss having mishaps. The following day, I received a mail from Maniko. She too had been thinking about the Michael Schumacher event when she wrote this, but also the fate of foreigners visiting her mountains in Japan had been on her mind. She wrote that there are many incidents that happen here in the north every winter where foreign skiers come for our good snow, but they venture out into forbidden areas and often die. This past month, a French group got lost. It's a recurrent problem here, so it was on my mind. The attractiveness of new snow, not trodden by anyone, seducing people to come, but then it's an abyss. A reminder, if one were needed, to respect the power of the mountains. And so, let's close today with a surprising sport and a little bit of fantasy. This time from Joan Barrett. Ancient fishermen at the ocean's edge. Mermaid sighting. And the story that goes with this piece of work is also beautiful. For several years in a row, Joan and her grandson arose before dawn and drove to watch and photograph the sunrise over the ocean, over Cape Cod. One morning near them was an elderly man, seated in the sand, jacketed against the cold. The line from his fishing rod stretched out before him. He was waiting patiently for a bite. I wonder, did he ever sight a mermaid? Thank you, Joan, for bringing this week's podcast to an end. And thank you to everyone who submitted their work this week. I've enjoyed reading and discussing the pieces with you and having the pieces replay in my mind, even if some of them have popped up when I would really like to have been sleeping. It's been a pleasure. Next time on the podcast, I'm starting to look at the topic of Renku, or linked verse. I very much hope you'll join me because it's a packed podcast and I'd like to get you involved in a global project, but I'll tell you more next time. Thanks to everyone for listening, and for all the feedback that you send me. I learn so much from all of you. Until next time on the Haiku P podcast, goodbye, and keep writing. Don't forget, you can send me submissions which are off-topic, and perhaps I can feature them in the podcast. And if you're looking for information about the poets in this podcast, I will add the links where I have them in the show notes. If something's missing, just drop me a line and I'll add it if I can. Ciao.